Hello there, crooks. Welcome to your life of crime. Listening. Crime interest. Welcome to your life of crime. Interest. Maybe? Maybe that should be your new intro. Welcome to your life of crime. Get it? Eh? Then silence? Eh? What do you think? I don't like any... I, I really didn't understand anything Am you I making said. you cringe? That did not even, like, <laughs> process in my head. I don't know what you were doing. It was really weird, though. I didn't like it at all. What was that, like, weird pauses? And, you like, were, like, waiting for me to say something. Like, you didn't... <laughs> I didn't even know what was happening. It was so weird. So I was trying to say, like, <sighs> welcome to your life of crime. What is that reference to? It doesn't reference anything. <laughs> oh. It's just me. No. Being me. Like, no, no, no. You should just put that part of you. <laughs> put it in my pocket? Yeah, you. All right. Away. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Crooked Crime Sisters. We are sisters from the Pacific Northwest, and every Thursday, we're here to give you the details of a crime that you may already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Like you, we are completely obsessed with true crime, not in a morbid way. And we, too, realize that many criminals find the Pacific Northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality. We are not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk. So with that, let's get started. So what do you get when you have a human capable of despicable things, just like Ted Bundy, who managed to get away with all of it? Okay. Does that not make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Just this head bundy man. I always have to bring no him up. Other person we can use. <laughs> I mean, Ted Bundy is the one that's like the most infamous, who's known for being so charismatic. What you want me to use, John Wayne Gacy? He was a clown, creepy. Jeffrey Dahmer, kind of a weirdo. Like you're just really you think Ted. You, you know just what? think of like the highest profile I think, crime. You know what? I'm criminals. Like literally gonna like just like go deep down and be like. <sighs> Ted Bundy is so overrated. Oh my god! Because of how much you bring him up. Okay, but for the record, one of the articles that I read—that's what the police were saying—that he had, like, the capabilities of Ted Bundy, but he just got away with everything. I'm going to keep my comments to myself because we haven't gotten to the part where we've introduced this man, and I will really, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I will really like to go against that statement and rip him apart. Okay, so before we jump into the crime line, I just want to make the announcement: Welcome to our first episode of a serial killer who has never and will never be convicted of murder. You know what? So he's not a serial killer. He is though. Just because he wasn't convicted of it doesn't mean that he. Doesn't take away from the victims that he had. But it's not confirmed. Ma'am? Is this fact or fiction? It's neither. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to say it. Like, you know what? We're jumping too far ahead. So here here we go. So like many of the cases I seem to have picked over the last few months, we have another fellow with a story that I don't know where to start. So with that... I shall once again do my best to tell the tale with the least amount of confusion possible. So before I begin, Tristan, give him the disclaimer. All right. Disclaimer. Today's case contains rape, physical abuse, drug use, and men who may not know how to spell their own name. (laughs) Uh, Is that a true fact? I'll put that last one in there because no, that's not a true fact. Uh But like, okay, look at 
take a look at his picture and tell me, does he not look like he doesn't know how to spell his name? He hardly looks like he can spell, or he hardly looks like he knows his own name, let alone would be able to spell it. So we're going to put it up on the Instagram for you so that you guys can look at it. And who knows, there's copyright issues. We might get sued. The podcast might get shut down. We don't know. So just take it while you can. But I feel like you kind of would agree with my statement. He puts the bill in hillbilly. He's got overalls. He's got crazy hair. There is no shirt. He's not wearing a shirt. And Tristan, for the audience, can you just please describe who slash what? Like, I don't know. Can you give us a description of this man based on his picture? So, like, for those of you who are, like, listening to this, like, in the car or something like that, and you're like, guys, I have nothing to look at. What does it look like? Also, I'd like to throw out the assumption that there is a banjo and a piece of wheat unpictured, yet (laughs) still present. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, he looks interesting. I think he could spell his own name. <laughs> his name is Bobby Jack. Come on. It's not like he had anything crazy, but uh, you're very basic old country folk hillbilly looking guy. Um, he gives me Cotton Eye Joe vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Also, did you know Cotton Eye Joe? Like, they're talking about STD, like an STD in that song? No, I did not. And I think that that's hilarious because... <laughs> People use that song for their kids, like, all the time. Dude, that's, like, what they play at school dances, like, in yeah, middle school, like, not middle like, school, like, elementary school or whatever. At 10 years old. Uh, Everybody get out and do the Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, I, I, oh. I, I saw that on TikTok. I bet a bunch of people saw that on TikTok, too, but, like, I don't know if it's a true fact. I, I was going to say, is that fact or fiction? Okay, excuse mm. me. I saw it on TikTok, so obviously it's true. TikTok would never lie to me. <laughs> they only give me straight facts. You're right. You're right. It, it is filtered to me, and it knows that I speak two languages, English and facts. English and facts. <laughs> and it knows. TikTok knows. And it only delivers me English oh and facts. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that that's merch, merchable. No. I speak two, English, <laughs> two languages, English and facts. Anyways, enough of that. Let's start from the very beginning. You know, a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with ABC, and when you sing, you begin with name that name that movie. Ready? Go. Okay, is it Do Re Mi? Yes. Okay, because I, I honestly like, can't. I don't know what that is, but logically that makes sense. I don't know what movie you're talking about, though. Honestly, you really don't know the movie? No. Mom didn't make you watch it from birth, like me. There are two movies that I watched from birth that I will never um, from birth unhear in my head: The Wizard of Oz and The Sound of Music. That no. quote was from the latter. You didn't watch musicals with your mother? You know what musicals I listened to, watched, that I can quote probably the whole movie? I know you know. <laughs> High school musical? Like, I don't what? know. What? No, from mom. Oh. No. The Labyrinth. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that's ingrained in your brain and your blood. Like, yeah, no. You don't even have to watch that movie. Oh, that's the only weirdo movie. That it is like. not a weirdo it's not movie. A weirdo it's a classic. Movie. It's a classic. Okay. I agree. But The Sound of Music, I don't know. I I know her not very well. I follow this girl, and she's from Canada, and I freaking love her, and she's great. And she also loves The Labyrinth. And I was looking at, like, a picture. She had posted, like, a picture because she had just had a baby, too. Like, her baby's, like, two months younger than Miles. Mm-hmm. And um, in her, like, room above her bed – she has like the scripty font that says like it's only forever, not long at all. 
I was like, where the heck is that from? And then I thought about it more. It's David Bowie singing that in the labyrinth. Mm. I'm not going to sing it, but why not? It's only forever. Not long at all. Like the beginning song. Yeah. Lost and lonely. The underground song. Down yeah. here in the ground. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that is the coolest forever quote like I've ever seen. Because if you saw that, you'd be like, oh magical love yeah and then i was like heck yeah that's a labyrinth (laughs) like all the other labyrinth nerds anyways we went way off on this so that's actually a really iconic movie though honestly pause this podcast go watch labyrinth way better dude do you know how many people like watch it though when they're like seriously they're like this is like literally so weird this is (laughs) no it's the greatest and if you don't like it open your mind go home anyway (laughs) we can't be friends this is if a you labyrinth. Don't like the labyrinth. Pro labyrinth. Labyrinth. I can't even say it because it's so Pro good. Pro labyrinth. <laughs> Can it's say so it? good. Well, and I've heard of people trying to redo it, and I literally am like, don't. Don't you Why dare would they touch do that? that. Don't you touch it. And I've also heard people who want to like redo or do like a live action of like The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm like, guys, Ew. stop touching things. Stop touching it. Just don't touch it. It's not yours. Don't touch it. That's gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. So, anyways. Let's get down to business. To defeat? The Han. Yes. Okay, totally knew that one. All right. Yeah. Nailed it. Mulan. But really, I promise I'm done with that. Okay. So, today we are discussing the life and the crimes of a man named Bobby Jack Fowler. Now, for anyone who is in my generation, you'll remember Bobby Jack was a little monkey and all the cool kids had his apparel. Do you remember that? Yeah, I I do remember Bobby Jack. Like, it would have been like when you were like, Muy pequeño, but uh, yeah, when I got to that age, I was like, Bobby Jack's so lame. That, <laughs> yeah. that stuff was like on sale at JCPenney when I was like a kid. <laughs> oh like, gosh. ew, who wore that? Everybody was into brats by the time I was with you. But, anyways, we're not talking about the monkey today. Nay, nay. I just want to reminisce with you, you know, because it's fun. You know, we just talked about the labyrinth. Like, this podcast is the best. Now that the labyrinth's made it in there, you know what? You're in for a treat, friends. Today's going to be a good day. But he, We're talking about Bobby Jack, and he's another man with two first names, and this man was born in Taylor County, Texas. It didn't actually say, like, which specific city, but I don't know. By the way, this guy has, like, many, and I mean many, dates and things that, like, personally relate to me, and I don't like it because I don't like him, but there's, like, five different things, like, five different dates where I was like, hmm, that's someone's birthday. Hmm, that's my birthday. Hmm, that's, like, it's weird. It's weird, and I don't like it. But anyways, I don't like this guy, but he was born on June 12th, 1939, and um, yeah. So he was the middle son, and he had a brother and a sister, but because of the times, uh, my knowledge of this man and his upbringing is like basically like little to none. Like I know he was born in Texas. He had two parents. It was said that they were married. I'm assuming they raised him from birth up until he was about 16 and then like there's nothing in between like that period and I don't want to use this reference but I feel like hey we didn't hear anything from the time Jesus was born up until he was about 12 so like fine but (laughs) not referring not I'm not saying that this man is Jesus but I'm just saying like the Bible didn't give us anything from ages zero to 12 so we don't have any information on Bobby Jack Fowler up until he was about 16. So we don't 
I don't know if like the sister was older, the brother was older or whatever. I just know that he was the second born and he was born in 1939. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. So, yeah. Um, we need to add something to our Excel sheet that we don't have of keeping track of things in common. This multiple name thing. Like two yeah. first names. Cat had three first names. Yeah. Now I'm just like going through everyone in my life and I'm like, my boyfriend has two first names. Not like two first names, well, but his middle name is like a name too. And that really say, bothers me. I think it's hard because like he what constitutes a middle name? Like See, that's what I don't understand. Like, okay, like Bobby Jack, like that makes sense. That's like a name name. Yeah. But like I was thinking I was referring to Cat, Carl Anthony Terry. Why does he really go by all that? Because there's did some he people just go by Carl. Yeah, it could be just Carl. <laughs> oh, Terry. Carl! Like, why is it Carl Anthony? Why did they add that? Is there another infamous Carl See, Terry? And I wonder. I don't understand. Maybe they put the middle name because, like, um, to clarify, because the thing is, there's a lot of like athletes. Like, I remember. Um, I can't. Off, <laughs> I athletes. can't off the top of my like head remember, but like there was a famous athlete when I typed in like one of the like guys' names that like he was a serial killer or he w- murdered somebody, like the athlete's name popped up first. It's like Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, like one of those kind of things. So I think that that's why a lot of times they put their middle names in there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I want to know. Like, obviously, I think Bobby Jack went by Bobby Jack. Like, let's, if, you have, if your name's Bobby if Jack, you, you're going by Bobby Jack. And if you saw his face. If you look at Bobby Jack, his name's Bobby Jack. Like, yeah. But that's really, really going through my life and has changed my opinion on people. Anyway, yeah. just wanted to put that out there. And also, I also like to state, like, I totally knew a Bobby Jack. <laughs> Did he go by Bobby Jack? Yes. Oh, gosh. But he was, like, literally, like, I don't even know. I, I, I need my mother here. Mother, where are you? Merm. Merm. Um, because it was in fifth grade. It was when I was in California. Mm-hmm. And, like, he would, like, help coach me in softball. Oh, but yeah, he was a super sweet old man. He was super cool. Yeah, and yeah, well, that's it. He did not time, look like Bobby. I was going to say timeline. It, it, they're not the same person. They're not the same person. But anyways, so he was born in 1939, and by the year 1959, so when he was 20, it was said that he was married, which I find this like super interesting because honestly, I found three different stories for this man. So first one was that he was married and he had five children. The second one stated that he was twice divorced and he was a father of four. And then I found another article that said he was never married and he had no kids. So who knows? Y'all can pick one and you can just run with it because I don't know. And there, there wasn't, there wasn't like a ton of information, like I said, on this guy. Like he was pretty, and I mean this in a mean way and also like not in a mean way like he was pretty insignificant like he did not leave um, a great taste in your mouth or a mark on the world mark on society you know what I mean like there's Mm -hmm. nothing out there like it's all just like yeah Hmm. um what the heck wait those are like literally three very conflicting stories. Right? That's what I'm understand. kind of thinking too. Like, and that's what I mean. I kept trying to like look for more things, and it, it seems like the more I looked for 
cooperation and things, the like different story that I found. Oh man, that was literally the worst. Because I was like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I found the perfect article. Yeah. Do do do, and then you're like, oh, I want I want to dig one step deeper, and it's like all these new facts. Right? Yeah. And then the last one where I found it, it was like he was never married and he has no kids. That was like, I was like, wait, what? That is completely different. Different from Bobby Jack. Four or five kids, but it was the same exact one because it had the same birthday and the same everything. So maybe he's like identity theft. I don't know. But it's one of those things, and it was so long ago that journalism wasn't what it is today. Like, I really don't have a lot to go off of as far as, like, his upbringing or his childhood. Like, I don't know his trauma, his abuse, or anything. So, I mean, it doesn't really help anything either because I'm the type of person, like, I want to know why are you the way that you are? Did you have a good upbringing and you had a good life and then one day you just flipped a switch and decided to be a psycho? Or, like, like, what I don't understand so I have so many questions, but honestly, like we won't even ask those until I can give you the details. So just sit, sit, and we'll move forward. So without full determination as to whether or not he was a husband or a father, we do with certainty know that he was a transient. So he was living a very nomadic lifestyle. He was, some people say he was in construction. Like some people say like they give specifics as to like what kind of job he had, but basically he was in that type of um, occupation. So like he worked on things, built things, that kind of thing. Uh, This man was known for rabbiting around the United States, jumping from place to place. And he would primarily like do it in like rickety old junk cars, which I mean, those are the details, but I wonder like why the bad cars? I feel like that's more sus having a vehicle that's like, super obvious like I feel like Joe Dirt status like he looks like he should be on Joe Dirt seriously like you know Joe Dirt when he's got that it's a hammy but like the the crappy one Mm -hmm. like I feel like he's driving that around and I want to be like you're just a target like why not have like a normal sedan or like a an old truck or something like but any stories that people can recollect of him like they were like oh yeah he had like nasty cars like old Mm. old cars and yeah I was waiting for you to finish. No, oh, no. I feel like it's just like something. way more suspicious than having, you know, like a normal vehicle that blends in. But again, do we need to go back to the mugshot with the overalls? I guess that's kind of like, that's his style. So whatever. I mean, true, but I doubt this man is in a union oh, and he it. probably doesn't get travel pay. <laughs> oh, for sure. So uh, it costs a lot to be a weirdo and travel around the U.S. Let's be real. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's a weird, weird lifestyle. Why? Why? Well, because that's the thing. Like he said for being like literally all over the country. Like I wouldn't. And he he's goes as far as it's like Florida and like Tennessee and Arkansas and like stuff on the East Coast and then coming over and being in like Oregon and Washington and British Columbia. So so like how could he be a husband with five kids if he's doing this? Unless he's really bad husband unless or if he's the divorced one divorced father and he's got four kids and he's just like okay bye and takes off also we have to remember that like him doing all of this is like in the 60s and the 70s so i feel like it was a different time like that's yeah, a different time you know you can't just travel around in your banjo band and go hang out and just show up to job sites and say hey i'm here to work I mean, that seems so easy like he did. But that's honestly, yeah, what I feel like he did. Well, I'm saying you can't do that now. No, no, no. No. You need more of a background now. But I know. Two forms of ID. <laughs> or you're not getting paid. That's true. 
So it was also said in a lot of articles that through this lifestyle, he also developed an addiction to alcohol, drugs, and methamphetamines. Classy. That is just great. That makes yeah. sense. No wonder. So, that's why he doesn't have money to fix up his car. Come on. Yeah, because he's spending it, you know. And that's what I mean. Like, I wonder, I wonder how they collected this type of information because, and this is one of the things that like, it just drives me crazy. And that's why I have so many questions because I'm like, who went back to these places and asked these questions? How did they know that that's where he was if they didn't have a way to like follow him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who, what journalist, what officer like pieced all of this together? Cause obviously he, he has a life of crime. Otherwise we wouldn't be covering him, but like, that's where mine goes. My mind goes is like, how did someone get all of this? How did they build this file up against Hard him? Work. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure it was difficult. It's like a, you know, fifty thousand piece puzzle of tiny little pieces. So, anyways, along with that, he started to develop a criminal record, basically spanning our nation and our neighboring friends in Canada. So, a list of the crimes included sexual assault, firearm offenses, and attempted murder. Sick. By 1969, Bobby Jack was the suspect in a murder case of two people in Texas. He was charged with murder. However, one way or another, he escaped his conviction and was only charged with a uh, a discharge of a firearm within city limits. Now, annoyingly, there's no information available for me on the internet, but I'm sure somewhere out there, there's the true details of what happened and why he got off the way he did. But guys... This is just the start. So that's the thing. Like, there has to be case files out there somewhere buried in some police, you know, basement or something like that, that they were able to go get this stuff from. I just, like, want to say, first off, I just want to know, how did he do that? How did he get away from that? How did he get away with murdering two people? Like, two people got murdered, but you discharged a firearm, but you weren't the one to kill them. No, that's the thing. Like, I'm pretty positive he was the one to kill them, well, but he obviously ended up his with lawyer the charge. somehow got him out of it. Though. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, How so did this happen? somehow made it where, like, but he didn't kill him. He did, but he didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Even, the, like, and he's the prime suspect. There was no one else there. Yeah. How did they get out of I just all I gotta say is like, I want Bobby Jack's lawyer. Who is that man? Nineteen sixty nine. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, you look at that guy. It's not like he had money. Let's yeah. be real. He didn't have money. So what? Why is that state appointed lawyer working so hard? Yeah. <laughs> How did he even get that? I just see. This is where the questions. You're gonna have a lot of them by the end of this day. So just keep them coming. So sometime after, he spent some time in a prison in Tennessee on charges of sexual assault and once again attempted murder. Oh my god. So there's a quote from one of the men on the case who said, and I quote, he tied up a woman, beat the blank out of her with his own belt, or with her own belt, covered her with brush, and left her to die, end quote. So now here's my thing. How in the hell of it did this man come so close for being put away for murder a, a second time and somehow escape it? Especially coming from a man who, like I said before, he doesn't even look like he can spell his own name. He obviously doesn't have money. What magical thing does he have that causes him to, like, get away with this stuff? That, I think, again, is why it was, like, one of the, like, Ted Bundy things. Like, does he have just, like, a charismatic personality? Or, like, what 
What does this guy have to offer? Again, okay, Texas. We need to write this down. Texas, great court-appointed lawyers. No, 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 this was in Tennessee. No, but that was the first one's Texas. Great court-appointed lawyer. And then Tennessee, another great court-appointed lawyer. These guys, I know they get paid a lot, but do they really get paid that much to get these? Well, and I don't know. Again, this guy's not a high-profile dude who, like, has things going on. So that's what I mean, like, two times. Two stinking times. Like, it's not even – I don't even think it's – we've gotten into, like, 75 yet. So, between, like, five years, he's already had three attempted murder charges. And the best part, too, is, like, how – how – just just how? Like, it's not like his record got, like, scraped clean after – Expunged or anything? Yeah, the Texas one. Like, we know about it. So So it must have been on the record. Okay. So then I guess this is where I want to say, because of the times, was it one of those things that, like, nobody pieced anything together until it was already too late? Because this was was before Bundy. So – because his crime started, like, in the 70s, 80s. So Bobby Jack's crimes started in the 60s and were only into the 70s at this point. So, like, did they just not – and because – Something happened in Texas and Tennessee. Like, they're they're not super close, but they're definitely states away. Yeah. So did they just not communicate? Because obviously they didn't have, like, a central database or anything at that point. Dude, it's so crazy how much people could get away with back then. Right? I don't know how they convicted anyone. Yeah. Even, like, before the 60s, like, in the 20s. Oh, yeah. You could just walk around the... No, the thing that I love about the 20s is, like, you could say you were anybody, and if you had enough confidence, people would take your word for it. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> you, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a detective. Let me let me come walk around the crime scene. Like, <laughs> that was a legit thing. <laughs> the police coming to rescue you, like, you're for the murder. Like, no, I'm the police. I'm here <laughs> to investigate someone else for the same murder. Yeah, you got like, I'm up. the detective, eh? <laughs> You're, you can't arrest. But that that happened. People did that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was uh, such a different time. Dude, okay, people do that, like, nowadays, too, though, actually. like low-key. Yeah, but you can – they can catch your bluff. Like, before, there was nothing for them to, like, connect the dots with. It's not like, oh, we're going to call your superior. They'd be like, oh, well, where are you from? Out of state? Ah, oh, I see. Like, and then it just ends there. Ah, oh, Arkansas. <laughs> I've been there once. Yeah. My mother lives there. <laughs> like, and then it just ends. I guess you're right. But, so, okay. Yeah. So moving on in the story, this is kind of where it gets tricky. So this is also where I'm actually somewhat down, dumbfounded in the fact that we don't have any trace of this man from the time he served in Tennessee, where, whenever that was, up until the story that I'm going to tell you right now, which is his capture. Okay. So just to, like, recap. So... Bobby Jack Fowler. Bobby Jack Fowler has been all over the world. Not all over the world. All over the U.S. All over the U.S. and Canada. And he has gone to Canada. Yeah. It He's doesn't say Mexico. Even left the country. Well, yeah, because leaving the country back then was just a hop, skip, and a jump. It was yeah, a construction site right across <laughs> yeah. the street. Gotta go. Yeah. Um. So he's, there's been multiple counts of attempted murder. Of there's attempted been at least three murder. that we know of. He is addicted to alcohol, drugs, and meth. Yep. He may be married, may not be married. May have kids, may not have he kids. He is living the ultimate criminal life. Yes. Driving around in a Joe Dirt car. And he is getting the best lawyers in all of Every land. single time. <laughs> With no money. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. So, fast forward 
Newport, Oregon, June 28, 1995. A call comes through the emergency line that there was a woman who jumped slash escaped out of a second story window in a hotel with a rope tied around her ankle. She had a story to tell. Um, yeah, I bet it's a freaking crazy one. Yeah. So this hotel was called the Tides Inn, which I'm pretty sure like it still exists today. I mean, I tried to look it up and I found things of the same name. So I don't know, maybe they changed the name, but like it was in 95. So it's not, it's, it's almost like 30 years ago, but it's not. Okay. But, and then also Tides Inn at a beach, like that is a basic hotel name. Like, well, and that's what I mean. I was trying to look it up to see like. Where is this at? Because obviously, like, I have family on the coast. Like, I'm not super, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know Newport specifically, but I've been to, like, I had my baby in Newport. Like, I've been there a lot. Wow, you had your baby there and you don't even know, like, where this hotel is. No, it was a freak accident that that happened. Anyways. Your baby was a freak accident? No, having him at the coast was a complete, like, unexpected turn for my life. My house is going to learn whatever stop it stop it that's not even what i was saying so anyways i looked it up i don't know if they've changed it but that it i mean that doesn't make or break the case anyways so this lady she was picked up from a local bar which i forgot to mention it was stated that bobby jack was known for hanging out in those places which duh obviously he likes drugs he likes alcohol of course he's hanging out in bars probably likes live music too yeah (laughs) why he's like let me get up there with my banjo He probably sings a song or two. Banjo. So he probably sings Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my gosh, was Cotton Eye Joe even around? I think it was. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, let's let's pause and find out. The Just world needs hold to know. On. <laughs> Released in 1995. Oh my goodness, wasn't this 1994 or something dumb? This is 1995. <gasps> oh my god, it was a hit. He probably did sing it. Oh my god. He probably was like, I am Cotton Eye Joe. I. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I just, this case is literally just took a turn for the better. Okay. I love it. Okay. All right. I'm picturing him at a bar seeing Con Joe. So, yeah. He's got this transient lifestyle in and out of bars, in and out of motels. So, like I said, um, she's alive and she recalls her encounter like this. The two of them met most likely at a bar. Um, it didn't say where. They went back to the Tides End Motel where he was staying. Now, before any interaction, at least to my knowledge, she asked if she could use his shower. To which, the more I thought about that, I was like, would you shower before? Would you shower after? Was there not Both. going to be anything going on? I don't know. Both. I don't know. But that Bob Jack? Both. Both. So, anyways, she asked if she could use the shower. He agreed. And then um, when she comes out of the bathroom, just in her towel, that's when he stated... Quote un- oh, oh, that's when he started, quote unquote, acting weird and like saying weird things. Now, I have no idea what he specifically said other than it went along the lines of how he believed that all women want to be raped. Like what? Like he act like that is not a good way to get laid. When it, which again, in doing all of my research, every single article said that. That, that is a, like he, that is a very belief of him. A that strong was belief. a strong belief of him, and that goes like before this incident even happened. Like way in the beginning, it was like that was like the things that he said. So it was enough for her to be like, mm, "Yeah, I'm out." Like, see ya. Well, that didn't make him happy one bit. So he leaves the room, and then he comes back with a rope, and that's when he attacked her, literally punching her in the face four times. 
She's freaking out, I'm sure, at that point. And then she said that he started talking in, like, a really low, slow voice, which is just weird and, like, (laughs) makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I was reading that and, like, first thought is, like, demonic. Like, you know, when people are, like, possessed and then they just, like, start talking through it, like, Hmm. So I've never heard anyone speak of a monster like this. Like, but that's where my mind goes, and I'm sure like this was horrifying for her. Oh my god, I didn't think of that. Yeah, Cotton Eye Joe took over him. Yeah, like, and the only reason I'm saying that too is because I am um, super obsessed with the show Prodigal Son. I've talked about it before, and I just watched an episode where he has a case where he's dealing with like these people were having. I shouldn't give it away. Yeah, you're going to ruin that. If someone's watching it. But anyways, there's a part where they encounter a person who's believed to be possessed. And, like, in that thing, like, their voice got really, really deep. And then they started talking, like, really slow. And it was like, ugh. I almost to the point was like, let's fast forward with this. Because you know me. I don't like that kind of stuff. But I was like, "Mm mm-mm. So you're making the assumption that Bobby Jack has been possessed. I mean, I'm saying it's plausible. Plausible. Interesting. So fighting for her life, he actually tells her, I think I'll put you in the ocean. Not casual. Dang. At this point, I'm like so uncomfortable because (laughs) y'all already know how I feel about oceans and deep water. So if this were me, I would be a mess. So I can't believe this woman even survived, first of all. But at the same time, like good for you, lady. For, you know, if I ever see you, I am for sure going to give you a high five and you deserve a trophy for, like, being a boss and being able to get out of this and being able to, like, tell the story. Yeah, so just to confirm, like, he's, like, beating her up or whatever and so she, like, climbs out the window. We haven't gotten to that part yet, but yes. Well, you kind of, like, uh, So... Okay, so somehow she manages to escape him, and she jumps out the window first, like, onto a roof, and then from there she finds her way down to the ground into the parking lot. Mind you, she's bloody because she was punched in the face four times. I'm sure that that causes issues. And she's naked because she was in a towel, but I'm sure at this point holding onto her towel was the last thing she was thinking about. So she's obviously hysterical, and a witness says that she was trying to get the rope off of her foot, looking like she was trying to, like, shake a snake off of her ankle. Like, that's a witness's, like, statement. So I'm not sure if someone else called the cops or if she called the cops. It's not really clear. However, as the 5-0 were pulling into the parking lot, the lead detective ends up stopping literally behind his vehicle that he's in. Mm. So, like, I'm trying to imagine this because it sounds so much, like, out of a movie, like, too coincidental. But apparently that's what actually happened. This is, like, honestly a great movie plot. I would watch this. You'd watch this? So interestingly, when the authorities nabbed him at the motel, they said he was like eerily like shy and timid, which do you remember the movie Holes? Yes. Onions do not taste like ice cream. (laughs) That's like the (laughs) number one thing I think of that movie. Onions. I don't remember them saying that. When they're like starving and they get to the top of the mountain and then he's like, oh, it's an ice cream sundae or something stupid like that. It tastes like (laughs) sundae. You know what? And they're eating freaking onions. When you've been deprived and you're like dehydrated, I'm sure they do taste like onions. You know what? I would never put, again, I would never put myself in that situation. Why the frick would I climb up a mountain? (laughs) Shia LaBeouf, what were you doing? I don't even remember why they did that. Why did he do that? 
He's like ran away from the camp, but like climbing. It's like God's thumb or something. Yeah, no, because remember in the beginning of the story, he had to carry Madame's Roni up the mountain. Carry the thing up the mountain. And you had to sing this. Oh my gosh. Anyways, do you remember Mr. Sir? I think I do. Who's that? Mr. Sir. So there was. Um, there was Miss, there was like mom, which Mr. Pandansky or whatever, he was like their cabin leader, but Mr. Sir was like the warden's like right-hand man. And he like chewed like sunflower seeds or something like that. Wait, is that the one with like the greasy ponytail on the hat? Or is that the, the, the actual guy? I'm going to have to look it up. I can't. No. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah, you need to see. Remember From who Mr. Holt. Sir is. He like he was like he worked in the front. That's okay. Greasy. Oh, he did have a ponytail. And, oh, okay. a greasy comb over something. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't realize it was a ponytail. But anyways, this what? is why did you do you know that without looking? You just knew his name without looking up. Mr. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him from the movie. Like, that's oh, his movie character, Mr. Sir. weird. And this is exactly who I imagine. The best of Mr. Sir. Okay. Yeah, no, like, when they, when I was reading that and they were saying, like, because I know what he looks like in person, like Bobby Jack. We're going back to Bobby Jack now. I know what he looks like in person. And then they were saying when they arrested him, he was, like, super shy and timid. It totally reminded me of the movie Holes. When they get there and they remember they arrest Mr. Sir because his name is actually Marion. And he was, like, wanted in Texas for something. And he becomes, like, super shy and quiet and, like, very respectful. If you if you remember the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm really sorry. But anyways, this is exactly what I imagine Bobby Jack being like. Because this guy, who in front of some people is very menacing, probably even scary, or very, like, authoritative or whatever, gets arrested. And he, like, shuts down and becomes just, like, a tiny little mouse. And it's like, oh, what? Uh, I don't know. And, like, the lead detective on the case had this to say about him. So why don't you go ahead and read this quote? And I quote, he was cooperative. He acted afraid, if anything, continually saying that he didn't do anything. He almost acted timid. He just continually said that he didn't know what was going on. He just wanted to leave. And he had no identification. I don't even remember if he gave me his correct name or not. Oh my god, okay. Maybe he doesn't know how to spell his name. He doesn't even give him Because he doesn't even name. know. But... He doesn't even know his name. <laughs> exactly. So, of course, in the time that they've got him detained, because this is 95, so things are, are a little bit more progressed, they pull up his criminal record. And although it was from over 20 years ago, it was enough to say, in my opinion, strike three. So, with the evidence that they had from the victim, the interaction with the cops... On January 8th, 1996, Bobby Jack Fowler, who was 56 at the time, was sentenced to 195 months in prison with the possibility of parole, which calculates to about 16 years. With the possibility of parole. Like, no. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, but for this specific crime, like, it, I know, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but it's like one of those OJ things. Like, he got away with murder for so long. It was like once they caught him, actually, remember they caught him in, like, 2009, like, stealing his own memorabilia, and they sent him, sentenced him to, like, 20 years of life. It was a tax fraud or something. But it was whatever something it was. Whatever it was, yeah. It was whatever it was. It, it had nothing really to do with the fact of, like, the crime that he did. It had everything to do with what he had done previously and the fact that he got away with it. So I'm assuming, I don't know for real, I don't know for fact, that like 
this is what happened. Like they pulled his record. They're like, cool. You had attempted murder here. You had attempted murder here. You had sexual assault. You had firearms. Like you had all these different things. And obviously you didn't learn your lesson. So for what you did, you're serving 16 years, homie. Lesson learned. Even if you have a super legit lawyer and you still commit crimes, eventually and get you. It will. Karma. Yeah, I mean, he got away with it twice. Those lawyers, they really were doing work. He got away with it twice that we know of. Like, how many work other things did he get away with that we like don't know? In court, he got away with it twice because the lawyers were the true MVPs of this episode. Yeah, so he receives a sentence. He's hauled off to do his time in the pen in the Oregon State, like in Salem or whatever, and he actually ends up dying in 2006 from lung cancer. Welp. The world's smallest violin. Yeah, like, like cut and dry, right? <laughs> so you would think, like, it's time for the wrap-up. Well, not just yet. So remember at the beginning of this episode how I told you that this man is thought to be involved in, like, a ton of murders? I actually yeah. didn't state the number in the very beginning. You didn't. I didn't. So um, Bobby Jack's uh, body count is anywhere between 16 to 20. 16 to 20. And for the record, we talked about four. So. Wait, we talked about four? We have the first two that he was. um, Got away with. Another uh, one he got away with. Another one he got away with. And then the girl who escaped. Remember? Because he did the time in Tennessee. I was just going to say. So there was three attempted murders. Well, technically there's four attempted murders. So we only talked about four up until this point. Attempted murders. I thought he did murder people. He well, murdered he three. Did. He did murder he three. He murdered three, and then there's two attempts. One attempt. One attempt. So far. So three. His body count is three. So far. Yes. The fourth one he does not get. Okay. 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 That's right. She's a boss. High five. Anyways. Yeah. So let's jump into those, shall we? All right. Have you ever heard of the Highway of Tears? I have literally never heard of this in my life. Like, honestly, you never have? I've heard of the Trail of Tears. That was like Oregon Trail stuff, though, right? No. What was it? I think it was like a Mississippi or something. Hmm. Anyways. That was when like they first came over and they yeah, made the Native Americans say, go to like South Dakota or something. Okay. No. So, yeah. Uh, don't quote me on this. I'm really, this is bothering me. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on because for those of you who have no idea, the Highway of Tears is located in the country up yonder, a.k.a. the north, a.k.a. Canada. And it stretches about 500 miles and basically in that space there's like maybe one town and it's not a big town it's super small and it's pretty wide open and a lot of you know old logging roads that are located in oregon i'd say it's very similar similar space and since the 1970s it has become the dumping ground of bodies primarily of indigenous women and currently the body count is up to 80 people wowza yeah Now, let's connect those dots, shall we? You want to know why I'm bringing up this place, the Highway of Tears? Any guesses? Hmm? Hmm? Um, No. No? You don't want to shoot for the sky? I mean, I'm... All right. So, for the record, there is a record of Mr. Fowler working as a roofer in Prince George which is the town that is like in the middle of that highway of tears stretch. And he was known for driving highway 16, which again, same stretch of highway, which just so happens to be what is now called the highway of tears. 
Also, fun fact, Mr. Fowler was also known to have said that he believed that all women who were hitchhikers were all women who wanted to be sexually assaulted. He was also known as the type of person who would take anything and everything that he wanted, regardless of the consequence. Now, because this took place in the 70s, obviously DNA was not a thing. Like, it couldn't be tested. Like, obviously it existed, but it couldn't be tested. But thankfully, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police... Remember them? Let's Uh, take a pause and let's remember. Do you remember? Remember them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... I'm totally going to go off on a tangent here, but I just want you to think for a second. In a different time, in a different dimension, what if Happy Face Killer, Keith Hunter Jesperson, did become one of the RCMP, and he was able to catch Bobby before he committed any crimes? What do you think? You know what? I guess maybe in a different dimension, a different... In another time, in another time. In... Some far, far away place. Yeah. But I could just see the happy face color being like, high five, hitchhikers. See ya. You know what I mean? He was very, he he did the same thing. Yeah. He committed the same crimes. He did. I know. They're both naughty. I just wanted to think of like a happy ending. Like what would be a happy ending? One serial killer catching another serial killer and then shutting it down. Maybe he did. Maybe Keith had a little just a little sliver of truth in this weird little, oh, I found some guy in the woods. They both were burying bodies. <gasps> Interesting. Ever I never that? put that together. Ever of that. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to ask Jesus if that actually happened. <laughs> Anyways, so because all of this took place in the 70s, like I said, um, some of the victims, they were able to save and store their, um, like their clothes, their belongings, samples, and things like that. And going back... We know Bobby Jack died in 2006, and as of 2015, like I said, there were over 80 unsolved murders just on that highway. So, using the DNA collected and well-kept at the crime scene, they were able to connect Bobby Jack through the DNA to at least one of the murdered women and circumstantially connected him to at least 10 more. Well, 10 more. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so after Bobby Jacks already died, right? Yeah. They um, are basically the way that it happened. It was like super, super interesting. So a 16-year-old girl in 1974 told her little brother on the night she left home, don't tell mom I'm hitchhiking. And she was never seen again. Now, the smallest amount of DNA was residing on the blouse that was left on her corpse. And since times have progressed, and testing doesn't require a substantial amount of DNA anymore, they were able to push that through a worldwide database where they learned it belonged to a deceased man named Bobby Jack Fowler. So what's super interesting is that the RCMP had no idea who this guy was, nor did they have any inclination that he would be one of the people who was responsible for the deaths of, like, multiple people. Wow. So good cops in Canada... High five to our Canadian friends because they hold on to evidence. Whereas, you know, people in the States, they just decide, oh, it's been five years. Let's throw this away, which drives they me They just bonkers. lose things. Or they lose things. Casual. Yeah. So they held on to this blouse like 38 years later. They still have it because they're like, hey, maybe someday we'll be able to do something. They were able to extract some DNA because they knew it wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. And then when they ran it through, I think it was ran through like some Interpol thing. 
like specifically that's what it was. And so they were thinking, oh, hey, maybe we'll find who it is like around here in Canada. Come to find out it wasn't anybody in Canada. It was actually Bobby Jack Fowler. And unfortunately, by the time they did this, he was he had already been dead for almost 10 years. So that's crazy. Yeah. So they were able to fully connect him to at least one. And then they were able to circumstantially connect him to at least 10 because in that time they have record that he was in Prince George running those highways, like murdering people, murdering people, (laughs) dropping off women. He had the things that he said about hitchhikers. Like it's all right there. Wow. So as if that story wasn't enough, a fun little story. I went to my cousin's house not that long ago and her dad who lives at the coast, he said he remembered of a case that took place when he was in high school in Newport. He also said that there was a documentary on the case and that I should watch it. So of course I'm going to watch it. Now I already knew this name, Bobby Jack Fowler, and I had it written down on my schedule. But as I was looking into this other case, I discovered that our friend Bobby Jack was not only responsible for the 10 killings up in Canada, but he had a possible four more victims here in Newport. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. So how long was he in Newport before? And Newport, if you remember, is the place where he got arrested. Yeah. So do I have a definitive time frame of when he was here? No. Was he here (laughs) in the 90s, though? You bet. Hmm. So the first girl to go missing to this day is still unsolved. So I'll just put that disclaimer out there. Like the story I'm going to tell right this second. We still don't know who she is. Um, This is what the documentary started on, um, and her name was Kelly Disney. She went missing in 1984 and was last seen walking Highway 20 at age 17 at 1 a.m. Why? Why would you do that? Her case went cold, and for 10 years, there was no leads, no evidence, no nothing, until one day her skull showed up in an abandoned car in the woods. What? Yeah. 36 years have passed, and that's all the family has. So every year on the anniversary of her uh, disappearance, which is in March, the family hands out the upwards of 2,000 flyers, and they put around 200 signs through Lincoln County, searching for the justice that Kelly deserves. Now, there's obviously so much more to this case, and I I do kind of hope that someday we can do like a bonus episode or even just a regular episode on her because it's interesting. It's super, super interesting, and then I can give you all the reasons why I, I think someone in Newport knows what happened. Like, I think... There's two options. I think someone in Newport did it. They covered it up. They got away with it. And that's just it. Or it was another serial killer that we're going to cover in a couple weeks. And I'll talk about him. Wait, do you know someone? (laughs) All caps. I think someone. Do you know who? Do you have like, do you personally know this person? No, no, no. Oh. I, don't, I don't personally know <laughs> I was them. like, I think I just them. think that. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Well, I just, I don't want to go on record saying it, but, like, even Paul said, they're, like, they're pretty positive her boyfriend did it. Like, everybody's pretty positive. Like, oh, everybody no. knows, like, her boyfriend did it. But they just. But nobody will, like, actually. And he's, like, 50-something now. So, like, what are they going to do? He's just, like, chilling, living at Newport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So, anyways. But I don't want to, like, out him. So, I'll cut all this out. But, anyways. Mm-hmm. All that to say, in 1992, there were two bodies of missing girls that were found partially decomposed and stacked on top of one another. Those bodies were found on October 10th in Eddyville, Oregon. I'm kind of confused. What do you mean? 
Why are we talking about this Kelly girl if like it, if Bobby Jack didn't do it? So let me let me like pull it together. So there were a total of five girls who went missing in Newport, all strangely in the same type of circumstances. And just let me tell more of the story so I can piece it all together. But first of all, I'm just telling you, like Kelly, I don't think she has anything to do with it. The police thought that the five cases were related. I'm personally saying no. I don't think that he's... Are you being Elliot Ness this case? I am. (laughs) I am for sure Elliot Ness. So then the same year that they found the skull of Kelly Disney, there were two more bodies of teenage girls who were also stacked on top of one another. They were found decomposing for at least like three weeks. So the bodies before, it had probably been months. Like their months went by and and someone was out in the woods, obviously at the coast, and found um, the two girls stacked on top of each other. And then like a couple years later, because that happened in 92, a couple years later, two more girls are found in the woods stacked on top of each other. Do you think they still, people still do that? Put bodies in the woods at the coast? Yeah, for sure. I do for sure think so. I wanted to go mushroom hunting at the coast. I'm scared I'm going to find a body now. I mean, I kind of want to go with you not to hunt for mushrooms, but to hunt for bodies. Because you can get some morels over there. Yeah. The last set of bodies was also found six months before the incident of the woman in the hotel. Now, it's not for sure that these victims were Bobby Jacks. However, he was for sure known to be working in the area at that time. Now, the last that anyone saw of these girls, the first set was these girls were camping with family in Newport, but were found 20 miles away. And the second set of girls were also seen leaving a friend's house and their bodies were found three weeks later, you know, 10, 15 miles away. Also, they were always stacked on top of each other. Now, at first, the police believed that all five of the bodies were related. However, the only thing that would tie Kelly to the other victims was just the fact that she was walking on the roads at night, which... Does it count? I guess you could stretch it and count it, but does it really? No, I don't think so. Now, because of the way that the first set of bodies were found decomposed, the coroner was unable to determine exactly how they died. As for the second set of bodies, their cause of death was to be strangulation. So unless it was a copycat killer that tied the two, unless it was a copycat killer, they ended up tying the two cases together because of the way that the bodies were found. Hmm interesting yeah so it's just one of those things like we don't know no we don't and he's dead so it's not like he's gonna tell us what happened and i don't know because the bodies were found out in the woods like i don't know if they were able to pull dna off of it i have no idea so i don't know if bobby jack has ever officially been declared as the murderer of the four girls the two sets of girls but he has been one of the suspects I don't want to say he's the number one suspect because I kind of found out more information, but he's dead now, so I don't know if he'll ever be. So he was found to be in the area during the first set of murders. However, when looking at the second set years later, it said that Barbie, Bobby was incarcerated in Arkansas. So here's the thing. That doesn't mean that it wasn't him. That doesn't mean that, oh, he was incarcerated here so he couldn't have come back to Oregon because it wasn't that it was it was said that he was in Arkansas like before. Okay, but it yeah. d- that doesn't mean that he didn't have any time to like get from one place to the other. Yeah. 
but they also have another person of interest, which is John Aykroyd, and we're going to cover him in the upcoming months. He was a serial killer. He's known as the Highway, Highway 20, 20. Killer. <laughs> So here's my thing. I'm thinking it's possible that he could have been the one responsible for the two sets of girls. And I do think it's possible that he was the um, – he could have been responsible for Kelly Disney, but – the fact that they found her skull 10 years later, I'm going to have to like double check the timing on that. Cause obviously mm -hmm. I haven't done any research on John Aykroyd. Like yeah. I know who he is, but I haven't done like the full research on it yet. So yeah, we'll just have to see. Okay. I have two comments to say one comment. My boyfriend's friend, he's the one that told me about the Highway 20 Killer, and he's the one that told me about the movie we need to watch, the YouTube, like, oh, docuseries, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I watched the first one. You did watch time. it? I haven't watched I, I tried. It was, it's, it's long, so and it's very long. Yeah. I was like, sir, yeah, you are a 20-something-year-old boy, <laughs> and you watch this whole documentary, and I tell, I'm telling you, all the time, when we hang out, he'll come over to our house, and we were like, I don't know what we're watching. He's like... Well, let's watch the Highway 20. Oh gosh! Like, Why are you, you so want to watch it again? <laughs> yeah. He's also he talks to me all. He's that's like he always suggests watching that. Does he, he listen to the podcast? No. Ugh, what's his problem, friend? No. Listen to the podcast. No. We'll educate you. I don't think he knows it's on fine. some things. <laughs> anyway, second comment. Do we? I, I wish we really knew more about Bobby Jack's other cases, right? Because a. Was he known for, like, picking up hitchhikers? Yes, absolutely. Okay, B. What are these other people? The other people, this, this whole, like, he shot people with firearms oh, and I know. stuff. That's not usually, that's not, doesn't really go with these, like, girls camping. See, and that's, that's why I'm saying, thing. like, they think, like, this isn't really his type of thing, I feel. But I feel like when he was doing the whole, like, when he got caught for the one that was in Newport, mm -hmm. he had every intention to strangle that girl, which is the same way that the other four girls were, well, two confirmed. The other two are possible that they were strangled. But again, I don't know if that's the MO of the Highway 20 killer. So at the same point, like, what do we do? I don't know. Because that's the thing. You can sit here and you can say like, oh, well, that was his MO. But that there's kind of only so many ways you can kill somebody. There's like gunshot wound. You can strangle them. You can like stab them. But put like them in the ocean. <laughs> I'll put them. I'll, I'm going to put you in the ocean. Like, ugh. Oh my gosh, like I can't, I, it gives me full body chow. Like I can't. Wow. <laughs> I can't even. So I don't know. As of today, those cases are still unsolved, unfortunately. And like I said, we don't know. We don't fully know. We don't know. We just don't know. And I don't know if we're ever going to know. One of those things, we'll just have to ask Jesus when we get there. Don't worry, I'll be first in mind to ask the questions. Sick. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, Bobby Jack, uh, you are one lucky son of a gun, but you ain't that lucky because you got caught in yeah. a way, but then you got away with it. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's one of the weirdest things, like a serial killer that's never been convicted of murder. Uh, it What? Like you can't even like say it without having so many questions in your it's head. It's very like contradicting. It is. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cotton Eye Joe. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We um, will see you next week. Bye. Bye.